0: Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved. I'm joined today by two of my favorite people.
1: J.D. Cargill from Mod Pod Studio. And? Tori Pendergrass. (sighs) Tori. (laughs) <laughs> the man behind the legend.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, too, to like, and I'm thinking about the last time we were here. That was our first Mod Pod episode that we recorded. Do you remember? Yes.
1: Well, yes, I remember. I was Sorry. here. It My was about a year ago that we did A year that. ago? It was October. Wait, when we, you and I recorded your very first episode or the one no, where when, I was a guest on your show? No,
0: when Tori, remember when Tori and I did our relationship interview? Yes.
1: yes I do remember that.
0: Wasn't that the first episode we did?
1: Yes, that was the very first episode you did. Yeah, he was sitting here and actually this wall used to be really green. I remember the shot. Yes. And that's right. That was our very first one. That was October 20. 20. 20. Wow. And now it is 2022. Ooh. So so
0: much has happened since then, guys. The news of the world, go.
1: A lot. Hi, in the rainbow <laughs> press today. That's the gay news.
2: <laughs> that's what
1: I like to tell everybody about. That's a segment on our show. We can pick, we'll pitch that later. But This is about Rosie's show. So, Rosie... Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes. I love you, thank you to the moon and back. I oh. cannot not say that enough. Of course I do. Everybody knows. And Tori, you are Rosie's partner. So oh. I have <laughs> <kidding. laughs> the extraordinary Tori, who is truly one of my best friends. One of the best things about you, Tori, is you are the most, in my opinion, talented person who doesn't go around talking about it. But you discover oh. after a while of knowing him that he's got a lot of gifts from yes. writing to fashion and design. Well, thank you very much. Yes.
0: I yes. Like I really enjoy him and, you, <laughs> and both you, of
1: you. you. So, for people at home, we met. Oh gosh, oh, couple of decades ago. Just, just briefly, I'm going to say okay. the funny part, which is when I first met part. you. You guys have been together what, like 18 years now? Yeah, 20 years. I'm gonna
0: be 19. In so,
1: not April. I probably met you guys around year like three. Yeah. Or so, and um, I remember thinking, "Oh, that's not going to last. <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> a handful, Mr. Tory." <laughs> It's, it's true. She is a strong woman. I don't know. No, that I love strength in women, of course, but they tend to like, you know how you never see Dolly Parton's husband? Like ever.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never she even- She's been married about for it. like 60 years. Oh my goodness. I've never yeah. even thought about that. That's so true.
1: Sometimes when you're such a star in the relationship, it's hard for both oh, people to God. shine. But in true. yours, it works. It does. Yeah.
0: You, you know what's interesting is that the first couple of years of our relationship, it was very much the Tory show. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that being, I don't know that it was ever a source of contention for us, but it was very much, I was Tori's girlfriend, you know? Right. And I remember that being a little bit of a a thing for me and that I had never cared or noticed, but I think that it actually helped fuel my desire to make my own way. And it's great that because I have a partner who supports that and he's always been very, much a fan of of me doing that for myself.
1: Oh, fully. I mean, what what, I'm curious. (laughs) I'll just jump an interview role here. Tori, when you hear that, what do you think?
2: Oh, absolutely. I've always been totally supportive of whatever endeavor she wanted to get into and uh, supportive of just her wanting to shine. But specifically, how
1: did it feel when you knew that part of her motivation was I am my identity is more than just
0: Tori's. I don't think he's ever known that.
2: Oh yeah, I don't think I was I wasn't aware of it. Oh, okay. At that time. She's I think since said it, but uh yeah. I don't I don't I don't actually really know. It's
1: good. Whatever drives you, whatever motivates you, whatever gets yeah. you across the goal is a good thing in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh communication is always key and and so is being inspired by the person that you're with. You know, we've talked about this before. And I, I think the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with with both of you today is because I was thinking about the creative process and creative people in my life. And I know that when we talked about your path and your journey, how you had to be creative mm-hmm. with how you pivoted your career during a really difficult time and the sort of grit that that took and the courage that that took for you in that really difficult moment and i know that everybody goes through a difficult time and and you know we all have to wade water as as we do but you specifically uh the way that you're able to always look at things with the half glass the what is it the, cup.
1: the glass is oh, half full glass is half full
0: yeah Sorry, my little Spanish accent.
1: Yeah, I'm an optimistic person.
0: You're a very optimistic person. And so is Tori. And Tori and I were having this conversation a couple of nights ago um, because he's the same way. You know, he's the creative that can just get a task and and see it and then just create this thing physically, you know, with his hands. I mean, it's what he does for a living. But I'm just always so curious as to the driving force behind that. Like, what is it? that creates that creativity. I see it as creativity, right? Like in order to get yourself out of a situation, there has to be a creative thought. You have to think outside the box, right? You have to be able to see the vision of what is my life going to look like if I didn't have the situation happening right now. So
1: I love this topic, by the way, creativity is like, Top of the it's a it's on the top of all of our minds a lot right now because for us and actually Tori, we were just talking about your fashion. This is great for us to talk about because I think in a way all three of us are going through a real big creative chapter in our life
0: yes not that
1: there's ever a time when you aren't creative but there are some that are particularly juiced up yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean gosh you you oh my gosh we have to talk about your book at some point that just dawned on Mm. me that's a creative Mm -hmm. endeavor it is tory's getting into fashion and lifestyle brand even more with red monkey which is pretty cool and and we're developing our first uh bi-weekly live stream here at mod pod studio gals gays and days promotional plug yo check it out (laughs) premieres if it happens i don't know when this is airing but once upon a time, we're on Tuesdays and Fridays, YouTube and Twitch, two to five. <laughs> check your listings. Just Google it. Watch it on demand. Anyway, it's pretty cool because talking about creativity, when you um, when you get to a certain age and you've had a certain amount of
0: Experience? pain, oh.
1: let's just be honest, pain, <laughs> learning, growth <laughs> moments. Sometimes if you're like us, like you mentioned, Tori yeah. and I are optimists. So are you? You're a very optimistic person. You're also a doer, which I love. Some people can be creative. And it's just in their head. They're creative and they dream and they dream. But some people, and I would put the three of us in that category, are creative. That inspires the dream. And then the dream takes action because you actually move and do it. Right. I mean, I've never done something as hard as like writing a book. Like to me, that seems it's a goal of mine, like something I'd really love to do. And it's a way that I'd like to use my creativity. And I'll definitely be calling you when I do Mm because you've gone through it. That creative process to me sounds miserable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> In some ways. Like just but but if you can figure out how to I'm curious, what is your process for that? Like did you come up, did you finally land on a a way to do it that didn't feel like you were pulling teeth? Uh
0: uh-huh. no. Right. <laughs> no, that's a very you hear easy. so many authors say that. Well, it's it's such an interesting experience. I keep saying every every time somebody asks, well, there's two things to that. Uh I have to get into the mindset of done is better than good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I also have to release my desire for perfectionism. Oh gosh. And that I think is the the hardest part in the creative process. It, for me, I, I love to write. I've always loved writing. I've always been a creative. I, I've always been into creative writing since I was a little child. I mean, I've got writings and, and journalings that I did as a little five-year-old that I still have. So writing to me was uh, one of the most... Uh, exciting forms of expression mm-hmm. so i think it, it's different when you have to write a book sure <laughs> because you think oh yeah like i've written Oh look at all these stacks of journals i've written so much there's books there's volumes just a long weekend just yeah basically be
1: translating yeah just, exactly just all i have to over over. do
0: is just <laughs> type this on um that's definitely not the case i, I realized how Uh, difficult it is to write cohesively and succinctly and write in a way that is uh, concise Mm -hmm. because I'm very wordy. (laughs) I, I noticed that I'm like a very word salad person. I love to, say the same oh thing God, and take a million too. miles to get there yeah
1: which is the flourishes and the, yes. oh, that was did everybody see that good idea did, did you, you guys see? read that did great you get idea? that remind you how clever i was yeah just now. i know
0: well and it's like some <laughs> one of my friends i told one of my friends uh that i basically thought of every single smart thing i've ever said and i wrote it in the <laughs> like it everything in i just try to put it there and do you ever
1: have a moment where you like you love some ideas so much that you're trying to figure out how to
0: yeah oh it, yeah like, how is, this is oh. so
1: smart i've got to figure out how yes. to make this work
0: yeah well tori saw me <laughs> time <laughs> and time again break things apart and delete entire chapters and try mm. and rearrange things and make this paragraph fit because it's so good right, you know right.
2: i think that's where i came up with the just sleep on it yeah. Yeah. Before or what did you say? Don't let good, deleted. don't let perfect
1: be the op, the enemy of good.
0: Well, yeah. What is done is better than good.
1: Right. Yeah. Done is better than good. And so sleep on it. That's a good <laughs> advice. On it. Yeah. Before deleting it. Cause she would be like,
0: and it's like, just see how you feel. You about can cur- it curse here. It's um, an explicit show. I have a question. <laughs> Fuck bitch.
2: Uh oh. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a <laughs> question not? for you. JD said he's always wanted to write a book. And you hear that a lot mm-hmm. with a lot of people. They're like, oh yeah, I, I've always wanted to write a book. Let me clarify.
1: I don't just want to write a book. I'm going to write a Ooh, book. You're going to write a book. Yeah. Angelica, my psychic, told me. Okay. So,
2: so, just, and the, and the, just so we'll you know, it's people a fact. Like, It's not just like an idea. Like you that will do it. Um, <laughs> and then those that, you know, the mm-hmm. idea, thinking about the idea is more fun than actually making Doing the it. idea come yes. to fruition. Yes. What made you decide to actually write your book? Like where, where where was that moment, that aha moment where you went, you know what? This needs to be a book.
0: That's a, such a great, honey. You're asking me a question.
2: This Hello. Is, I mean, okay. That's why I'm here.
0: Um, yeah. What a yeah. I think that you know this. I've had these ideas floating around in in my mind, and I I, I get really annoyed when I think of doing things for the purpose of wanting to make an impact. And I know that sounds a little bit strange because of this podcast and everything that I do, but I also don't want to say, Oh, I did it for me. You know, a lot of authors or people say, Oh, I'm doing this for me. Um, In a way, both of those are true. And then both of those are not fully the truth.
1: It's multi-leveled. I mean, there's sometimes there's more than one answer. Yeah. You do it for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah.
0: And I think, one of the the main reason for me in the beginning was, yeah, I wanted to get a message out to the world. I want to help, I want to help, you know, I want to contribute. I want to make a difference. But in the process of doing that, I realized that the only way to actually make a difference is to yourself grow and change and make that difference. So essentially I I wrote the book that I needed to read for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so when that started to happen, that's when I realized, okay, there is no, you can release the attachment to this because if I was reading this from somebody else, I would never critique a chapter title. I would never critique a sentence or the way a story can come off or am I, you know, I I would read something and, and honor it. You know, I've never read anything that you've written and been like, oh, this could have been better or this sentence is too wordy or it, it just, you, right. you get the transmission. And I think that's part of the letting go of that perfectionism because I did absolutely, um, go through every single sentence and try and break it down and, and, uh, weigh it in a way that was very like n- unkind, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say criticize, but there's another word I'm looking for. But it was very, it was a very uh, it was a very good exercise for me to go through each each sentence and ask myself if it was true. And that was more important than the grammar or then how am I gonna sound or whatever. It's like, right. is this sentence true? Yes or no? Next sentence, is this sentence <clears throat> true? One of
1: my favorite school teachers growing up taught us that. If you ever get writer's block or you get stuck, stop trying to write the perfect sentence and just write down whatever's in your head. I'm trying to yeah. write the sentence about you know this, and then <clears throat> worry about you know crafting it later. Excuse me. Um, I, can I ask a couple of questions about this of because course. I'm really curious, and yeah. maybe for my own selfish reasons, I'm sure I'm like Do everybody it. else. What was I have like three at least? Um, what was the process that got the attention of your publisher that got you the deal in the first place? And I'm also curious whether you've done an audio thing and what that went like, because, you know, I love media. So, mm. and then why didn't you record it here if you did? And then, because um, <laughs> I own a studio, you're my best friend. Um, so, and then the third question I'm going to save, because it's a little um, provocative. And I don't want to throw you off.
0: Uh, okay. So the first question was.
1: What, what was the process that got, like you said, he asked you, Tor- Tori asked you like why you finally did it. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You we what, all
1: want to, but you had to get a publisher. Yeah. To do so
0: it. I, it's funny because I just had, A couple of weeks ago, or maybe it's been over a month, those of you that are listening or watching the podcast, I did do a Wisdom Wednesday episode with Tessa talking about how this actually came to fruition. Uh, I talk about the naivete of my own desire. You know, I'd just gone to see a psychic, my Mm -hmm. psychic, uh, Suzanne Jockis. Do you remember Mm -hmm. we went to go see, uh, we had a psychic. Tori's like, we. We did. I got him a psychic reading. He would have never gone on his own. It was a gift for him. And um I'll make Tori a believer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've been in. trying my whole life. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but I went to the psychic and she basically, I'm giving you the long and short of your the question. The longer the better. So we need a little. Ding.
1: I don't know. I I'm just I just like good stories. That's all. What are you talking about?
0: Okay. Oh okay. Anyway, so <laughs> she the the psychic. I was talking about this idea, and she said, "Oh, you should you should write a book." And I said, "That is a great idea. I do have a book in me at some point, somewhere in this brain." And she told me about the Willamette writers conference that was happening that weekend with the following day and that she was going to be doing a speaking workshop and that Tori and I should go because Tori was getting really into screenwriting and, and we were both really into this creative process of writing. Mm -hmm. So we thought it would be a really great idea. And so we, I came home that night and I'm like, well, what do you need? What do you need to, to pitch yourself? There was going to be a lot of agents there and they had these, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of round robin pitch meetings that you can pay like $25 or $35 for and sit and pitch yourself to these agents. And then if they liked you, then, you know, you can give them your proposal or maybe show up with the proposal. So I went home and I Googled, what do you need mm-hmm. to pitch to get an agent? It's like, you need a book proposal. You need da, da, da. and I'm like, ah, that's easy. Table of contents, no big deal. And so it was interesting because Tori and I were in a not great financial position. So like all of these pitch meetings, they cost money, you know. And so we were, you know, we both weren't going to be able to go. I and mean, I did go into detail uh, in the podcast that I recorded sure. with Tessa, but like the sort of issue there and how how difficult that was for us. Um, so. We cut to me pulling an all-nighter, and I do air quotes because all-nighter for me means staying up till 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Um, Writing, writing. Because you get
1: up like at 3:30 in the morning, right?
0: Right. Well, not that early anymore, but yeah, I I wake up early and I love to sleep. So I wrote my table of contents and a summary of what I thought. Well, first of all, I got a bunch of books that I loved, and I just copied essentially Mm -hmm. what
1: copied the structure. Do Do you know what I'm saying? You don't have to reinvent the wheel.
0: Exactly. So the next day, we basically go. And again, I'm giving you the shortened version. I'll link the actual full story in the show notes so you can listen to it there. But cut two, we go to this conference. I sit down, my first pitch meeting, and I am so pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. You're
1: about to enlighten this person. Yes. To bring them this magic. I am
0: so (laughs) into what I'm just literally what i've just hours before come up with <laughs> that this is going to be the next best seller this is going to be the thing mm-hmm. and you know yeah i show up in my mala beads and i'm just like ready to be
1: selling the full the lot, whole, full fantasy full A the full, full experience yoga meditation guru yes, fantasy totally
0: mm. so i sit down is that patchouli in the air? <laughs> Torian's face he's like he knows exactly what's coming because I was gutted so I sit down with this woman very Anna Wintour total east coast with the bob Mm -hmm. and the Yves Saint Laurent jacket and just very agent New Mm -hmm. York (laughs) and I sit down and she's like okay well what's your um who who are you like what what are you what are you pitching and then I'm like I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher. I'm from East Los Angeles. I live in Portland now. And she's just kind of like looking at me and completely just unreactive, unfazed, unimpressed. And then I'm noticing that she's having a zero interaction with my overtly.
1: Your keen instinct for for, for people's back channeling and nonverbal cues told you. (laughs) This woman is either (laughs)
0: sleeping or completely
1: Completely uninterested Thinking about her next vacation. Right.
0: So then she goes, well, show me your book proposal. Mm -hmm. So then I pull it out and it's literally two pages, not even front and back. They're stapled together (laughs) by an extra staple from one of Tori's orders because we were out of staples that day. So it's stapled together and she picks it up by the corner (laughs) And literally lifts. like
1: this. Are you joking me? I'm
0: not kidding.
1: For the people listening on a podcast, she's holding a pinched thumb and index finger.
0: Like, this is the what you brought into me? Delicately. Thank
1: you for this. Let's go through and it. And
0: I just, in that moment, my heart sank and I oh, was no. just it. <laughs> I was just so devastated. I'm like, oh God, like, this mm. is a bigger deal than this. This is
1: not going to go the way this I thought it was going to go. At
0: all. At all. And I was really discouraged and I I came out to the lobby and Tori was there and he's like, how did it go? And I was like, not good. It was just not good. And I had two other meetings, one of which the second one didn't end up showing up. And then the third one actually ended up being very sweet. Caitlin Ketchum, I'm always going to give her a shout out. She was at 10 Speed Press. She's an editor and actually has worked with two author friends that I know, um, and she really just kind of told me she kept she kept it real she kept it real and she's like listen
1: she's like first of all stop being cute we don't do cute
0: <laughs> right. give me this document <laughs> she basically told me what to do she's like this I'm is good. not a book proposal and she's like do me a favor do this 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 um, once you have a proper book proposal i would i would love to see it um here's my card and um let's keep in touch and I was like, OK. And then I do the whole deep dive of like, man, what a book proposal is. And it's like the 65 page. Sure. Uh, it's a version of the book. It is a version yeah. of the book, sample chapters. And it's, a, it's like a, essentially I went to school for business. Right? right. It's a business proposal, you know, and at the time I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a- anything really that I could offer. A publisher to want to publish me you know mm-hmm. I just started my blog like there was no no podcast yet or anything. there was no podcast mm-hmm. it was very just oh that's Starbucks. how long ago this process oh, started yeah oh okay okay that shines a light on things oh yeah yeah, yeah. we are yes. up in
1: Portland so right. this was like
0: over a decade ago mm-hmm. so 10 years ago so when people ask how long the process was I always say it it started 10 years ago
1: True story. Yeah. I mean, it takes a, it takes a while. Yeah. Probably the first time is the hardest too.
0: Yeah. And the write the writing of the actual book though, it, it took about a year, I would say maybe eight months to write the actual book uh, during the pandemic, which was another interesting extravaganza, but. Yeah, like the whole inception from inception to really learning. I mean, we're talking nothing. I did, I had no clue. Now there's YouTube videos you can watch, there's courses you can mm-hmm. take, there's all kinds of different. I mean, I've got a writing coach now, Jeannie, our mm-hmm. little like I writing godmother, yeah. So so there is um yeah, it, it it was a process. It was a long way of answering your question. No,
1: but all things are, right? I mean, anything you were so motivated and determined to get it done that as difficult as the process was, you managed through it. Don't, do you ever look back on your life? Dora, you can tell me this too, because you're a creator. We can talk about the fashion. You're, I've, I'm a huge fan of your sense of style, if anybody doesn't know that. Oh yeah, he's an Everybody icon. Everybody doesn't know that, but he's, he's an icon. always looking good, always looking tight.
0: Always. The traditional guidance with fertility has always been, just wait and see. But now we have the tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives. Wellness, finances, career, school, Why is fertility still a wait and see? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with your prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days you'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. My own personal fertility journey has been put on hold because of, well, you know, COVID. So I was really excited to get my modern fertility test to see what was going on. I had an incredible one-on-one with a fertility nurse, and I'm happy to say that our journey is just beginning. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, which is a fraction of the price. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off of the test when you go to modernfertility.com forward slash loved. That means your test will cost $139 instead of hundreds or thousands at a doctor's office. Get $20 off of your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com forward slash loved. That's modernfertility.com forward slash loved. As much as I love my nieces, Nova and Binks, my sister's cats, I... I'm not a huge fan of the stink bombs that they leave in their litter box. So every time I come over to my sister's place, they always like to leave me a nice little gift whenever I'm there. And I found this really cool company in my search to help my sister find the best litter box. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that does not smell. So listen up, all my cat people. Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process. Less dust, no fuss. Pretty Litter arrives at my sister's door in a small lightweight bag that lasts up to a month. Now she gets litter bags auto-shipped and she doesn't have to deal with last-minute trips to the store and shipping is totally free. This is actually my favorite part and what my sister loved as well. Pretty Litter is a pet parent's hero and it's also a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors your cat's health by changing color when it detects potential underlying issues. So you won't find that kind of innovation in any conventional litter. So get the world's smartest litter without leaving your home by visiting prettylitter.com and use the promo code LOVED for 20% off of your first order. That's prettylitter.com. Use the promo code L-O-V-E-D for 20% off. Prettylitter.com. Use promo code LOVED. It was a sad day in my life when I was told that I couldn't drink coffee. People always wonder why I'm not a coffee drinker, and it wasn't that I didn't enjoy coffee. It's just that the caffeine were really increasing my anxiety levels, my stress levels. It was hurting my sleep, and it was really just not working for me. Enter Rasa. Rasa is an adaptogenic coffee alternative with an incredible selection of blends. It energizes from adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to provide sustainable energy without the jitters or that afternoon crash. This is amazing in place of coffee or just as your second cup in an effort to cut back. And if you don't know, adaptogens are most effective when consumed regularly and constantly, which means you're getting your daily dose of adaptogens while enjoying a beautiful morning ritual that can help set the tone for the rest of your day. For me, it's always been about the ritual. I start my day with the Super Happy Sunshine, their joy blend that helps boost my mood, and end with the cacao blend because who doesn't want a healthy hot chocolate? I can't wait for you to try Raza. They even have a quiz on their website to recommend the perfect blend just for you. Right now, to get started and get 20% off of your first purchase, just go to com and use my special promo code ROSIE20 to get 20% off of your first purchase. Just go to com and use the promo code ROSIE20 to get 20% off. That's www.wearerasa.com and use the promo code ROSIE20. One of my common frustrations with the world of periods has always been finding something that's eco-friendly. I've always struggled to find the right way to care for my period and also for the planet. But now you can have a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet. That's Flex. Flex period products are easy to use, body safe, and made for all day comfort. The Flex Disc is a single-use menstrual disc that can be worn for up to 12 hours and hold as much flow as three super tampons. The disc is not like any other cup you've seen or used before. It's pretty lightweight, it's comfortable, you can barely feel it, and it can even help you reduce cramps. It's easy to use and easy to insert. You got to just, you know, it's all about the technique. You got to bear down and then you just slip it right in, look, you've used other types of products before but this one is not like anything else that you've used and the disc also creates 60 percent less waste compared to traditional products and if you want to go zero waste and have the planet love you even more you can pick up the flex cup the reusable menstrual cup ranked number one by cosmo in 2020. Here's the trick, it has a patented pull tab that makes this cup an absolute game changer. It's the only cup on the market that removes just like a tampon, so you already know how to use that. And here's the best part, one flex cup lasts for years, so it's not only good for the planet, it's great for your wallet too. There are some really cool helpful videos and in-depth diagrams, and they also have flex spurts available to walk you through the entire process. You'll fall in love with flex in no time. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. With Flex, you can do it all. Go to flexfits.com forward slash loved and use the code loved for 20% off Flex Disc starter kits or 10% off of your first Flex cup. You also get free shipping if you're in the U.S. So head over to flexfits.com forward slash loved and use the code love to save on Flex at www.flexfits. F-L-E-X fits dot com forward slash loved
1: You would understand that there's a time in the creative process that we've all felt where like we start to weigh out like is it worth it? Like is this oh yeah like effort? Is this you know and for a lot of from the way I see it is it's only a thing I can do. Like I I don't know what else I would do if I wasn't in in media and the arts and being creative. Do you guys ever feel like that with your own? processes that you were you'd actually even a better question because we want your podcast to be about helpful information for the listeners yeah. when you inevitably hit that moment what 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 do you do to get yourself back in the right like you know frame of mind to finish the project how do you motivate yourself yeah. to finish to take action when every single cell
2: in your body is saying quit
0: yeah oh such a great question I'd love to hear your answer as well I will answer that question yeah. let's, Tori. let's Tori. Tori Tori you go first
2: well it kind of Keys back to what she was saying. Uh, I was always inspired by lack of knowledge because I didn't go to school for design or any of that. So lack of knowledge inspires me. So it was always that. That was the first step in the process of learning to do whatever I needed to do. Get curiosity.
1: Like you were curious about the things that you lack knowledge in.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, that's what happened with her. She, she got the seed of uh, the idea and then she, you know, went with it. Went with it happened to have somebody who gave her a little, little nudge, which if that woman hadn't done that, who knows? You know, were you motivated enough to self-publish at that point? Don't know. You know what I mean? Did that book absolutely have to come out? We'll never know because it went in a different direction. But for me, um, when I come into a, a the crux of whatever it is, um, usually just kind of power through it or move on to something else you know and and inevitably that that spark that was in there will will reignite at some point randomly could be in the shower it could be driving and it's like right. oh i mean i just started doing jackets i've talked about doing stuff forever and whether it's financial or you know whatever there's been plenty of roadblocks but when you finally decide to make it happen you you have to see it through
1: right And you're, you know, this is a passion for you that you've worked at for years, you know, fashion and leather working and belts and guitar straps, Mm -hmm. Um, and you've had a huge success at it. And then wanting to expand it means to me, I see that as like, that's part of the creative burden is that you can never be okay with just what is it's always Mm -hmm. thinking, what else can I do? And then if you're like me, you have great ideas and then a really nasty case of procrastination. Mm. <laughs> so uh, my trick has been to um, just stop thinking. In fact, I'm mm. studying a lot about that right now, that 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 getting out of my own way. Like I feel like sometimes the things you're pushing to do, you're making it so hard to do it. And then another trick, since I'm going to answer the question, since you asked me what my answer was, and then I'll ask you. Perfect. Is how do I do things in a different way that... Am I forcing myself to try to accomplish this goal in this broad way that I think it's supposed to be done versus how I know I could get it done? Mm. The example would be, so I am starting to work on the book that I've been inspired by you to write. Just the, just the fact that you did it tells me that I feel like I can do it. Not because I can do anything Rosie can do, but because I love you, you did it. I believed you could do it. And I was like, I could do it. If Rosie can do it, I can do it. And so, but I can't just sit down and write. I could type, but I, even that, my thoughts move faster than my hands can. So I've started just to record it audio wise. Yeah. Like poof, like what a big deal that is. And when I say started, I mean literally uh, <laughs> Mariah who works with me here at Modpod laughed because hey, Mariah. It was just, a, hey, shout out, engineer Mariah, <laughs> director of production. Um we uh we've been talking a lot about this book as well. And um and it's so true, it's like whatever it takes, who who gets to decide what your creative process is? You. Yeah. As long as the end result is that the work has been done and the yeah. thing has been created. Yeah. So that was one of my hacks that I've just learned lately is that I don't need to feel this intense pressure to accomplish this thing the way that everybody else accomplishes it. Like, like you know, the comedian Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. she's famously written several best-selling books on the New York Times. And I know there's no way that, that bitch did not sit down and write like 20, you know, books <laughs> based on the girl I know on TV. Sorry, that was rude. That beautiful woman. By the way, when gay men use the B word, it is very different than when straight men use it. And we can go on a whole podcast about that. But um, I love her. And I think that she's, you know, she's one of my favorite people to watch and be entertained by. But I think too, like, gosh, she's figured out a way to do it. And she's got something to say. I've got something to say. You certainly have something to say. You've done it. And so you just got to, I figure for me to get the creative process going when I feel stumped or lazy or whatever is to, like Tori said, distract yourself at first. And then once you're distracted enough, you just start, just that start. If you can just move one step in the right direction, you'll be surprised at how it keeps going.
0: Yeah, I love that you're saying that. And I, I almost feel like neither of you answered the actual question of like, <laughs> what do you do when you feel like it's not worth doing?
2: Yeah. Well, you gotta know when to That's, walk away. Sorry, you're right. That was, there, there's a point when you, you need to recognize like, maybe I'm just not that interested in this. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to maybe thinking about it is the fun part. Right, That's where I'm getting my joy, thinking about this process. I don't actually want to do the process. So you have to recognize that and know when, you know, know when to fold them, mm-hmm. know when to walk away. But Which then I
1: guess begs the question, how do you know when to do that? Yeah. How do well, you, know? when you when we've you We've talked
0: just, about this too. We, with Tori, I mean, honey, we've had these conversations at, you know, like ad nauseum mm-hmm. about... When do you know you're you're done? Like mm-hmm. when do you know it's it's you're trying to re- revive something unrevivable? Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: I've been done repeatedly with Red Monkey over the years at different points because I've been doing doing this for twenty five something years, and there, I've tried to give the damn thing away. Like I've tried to neglect it to the point where it was just
0: Your abusive relationship. Not mm-hmm. updating my
2: website, not doing. I still don't do anything social media wise or any of that stuff. But it still keeps knocking. And so then there's a point where you have to wake up and recognize, okay, like you, this is what I know. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. But in order to keep it interesting, I have to venture into other territories for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Because
2: you de- the last thing you wanna do is stagnate and get bored because yeah. then it's
0: boring. Yeah, so, and for you, what is it?
1: The thing that keeps me going when I think throwing the towel? Yes. You know, I'm, it's a very personal thing, but something that is literally that category for me right now, is um, becoming a father. I've been thinking about this dream for a long, long time and life has not ever kind of put me in the position, not that it ever does, you have to take the action, but I feel like, you know, at 45, am I just, is this just a dream? Like, Mm. is it something that I need to, like Lady Gaga says, step into some radical acceptance over that I am not going to be a dad, but I can do that and I can scratch that itch in a lot of other ways, volunteer work, um, maybe work in fostering or maybe even, you know, do that. I guess you would say like, why don't you just do it? But I think part of it is the the timetable in my life has been very really unusual. It was supposed mm-hmm. to happen a couple of years ago when the pandemic happened. And I've all, all this creativity and beauty has come out of that pain, but it's also, you know, been met, been met with some potential sacrifice, like, and that train yeah. might be one of them. So I guess what I'm doing right now to answer the question is, um, Digging into the most authentic part of myself and asking myself, is this really something that I want? And yeah. is it the priority? Yeah. Because for me to do it and accomplish it as now recently single person would be a real, um, it's totally doable. And I just would need to probably make some really significant life changes to accommodate it, um, which is worth it for family. But I i still am just trying to make sure that it is authentic, that it's not just me trying to check off a box on life's checklist Mm. that I'm supposed to want to be a dad because I'm a man and I'm successful. And I'm, you know, not that I'm not successful. I'm just saying like, you know, why, why am I going to look back on my life someday and think, oh, I'm glad I had, I'm glad I didn't have kids. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, or am I going to more likely look back on my life and say, damn, you know, I regret not having kids. So that right now for me is, it's the due diligence. That's what I do if I come up to a point with something where I'm deciding if it's just a drink, going to remain a dream or if it is going to actually be come something to. that I take action on.
2: And that's why I say sleep on it. Because mm-hmm. tomorrow you might feel, you may have just gotten done watching a rom-com and you're like, right. oh my God, I totally want kids. And like, and then tomorrow you wake up and you're like, oh, my life's great. I, I don't want kids right now in this moment. You know. But again, if you wanted them, going back to what I was saying, what's dreamier, the thought? For the reality. For the reality. Because if you really want something, any of us. You know what it is. We're hustlers in the way that if there's anything that we really want, if you want those new jeans or those new shoes or those new, you will find a way to make it happen. You will save your pennies and make it happen. That's part of the reason
1: why I've been questioning this. Like what you're saying is because I've been so effective in making things happen. So why hasn't this happened if it's something I want? And is that my soul telling me, look, you would have done this if this was really the thing yeah but I also think as men sometimes we don't have the wisdom that women do for our like to know like like to have that overwhelming feeling. I feel it's more like I see the relationship I have with my mom I see the relationship my ex had with his has with his mom and I want that I want that as an older person with an adult child but is am i is it pie in the sky to think that you know I'm going to be able to do everything it takes to do that now
2: i mean i I've known single women that have adopted kids on their own that was they they wanted a child and that was their that's what they did and they they made it happen sure and it's you know it wasn't easy but they they made it happen so you just have to so, you're saying if I had really wanted it, I'd have made it
1: happen. Or,
0: no, I, or you will. I don't will. know. I don't How old right is too right. old you to will. be a dad? Can
1: you guys just tell me that?
0: No, that's, you're never too <laughs> old. You're never too old to be a dad. And the thing is, like, I don't, I think this is where sort of the feminine perspective can come in because I know you and, and I, obviously, it's like we're recording a podcast right now. This mm-hmm. can be an outside conversation we can have, but the reality is, what I heard you say is that you want that relationship. You want that connection with a, 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 a child, a family, a, a family. Somebody. And you, and you've wanted, you've wanted to be a dad for forever since I've, I've known you. i mean, since we've talked about this, this has been a, a desire that you've had for a long time. And I don't know that you should, I hate shitting on people. <laughs> I don't know that
1: did you say shooting yeah, I hate shooting on I hate people. I on love people. that. <laughs> um, My therapist says it all the time. Too. Yeah. It would better serve. What did, We use the word better serve. Than yeah.
0: Should. Better serve or and, and. instead of mm-hmm. and this would be a great idea. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: perhaps at the forefront of your mind, fathering yourself for a while. Yeah. Would be a good exercise. Oh, I
1: love that. That was well said. That is. Yeah. It triggered. You just saying that gave me goosebumps. Because the truth is, is that is where I happen to be in this journey. But this is not therapy. This is about the creative process. <laughs> oh, I was simply relating <laughs> one of the issues in my life that I am thinking about. What is it? Is it to answer the original Way question? Way to pivot. What to do if you feel creative about something and inspired to do something, but it's just not happening for you. Oh, God. You know? Well,
0: let's actually know. Let's get into Throw this in. because this is a great. Throw I mean, Tori out. and I, our family journey has been very uh tenuous Mm. and we we've gone through a lot it's a creative way of being able to look at a situation and decide like you know maybe it's just not maybe it's just not in the cards and if it is like you you get to make your own destiny you know you do get to decide when something happens and when something doesn't happen
1: something we've been talking a lot about on the show is um not thinking things as binary anything yeah like it is often that we it feels like a choice between two things, parenthood or not being a parent. Yeah. But there is something in between those two things, um, an increased relationship with my nephews and nieces, a more active role in volunteering at the boys and girls club, or, you know, I could take over Sunday school at church, you know, teaching. So there's a lot of stuff that, um, you can do, I think to, And I am going, I think. I feel like the reason I'm even talking about this right now is because it's the universe saying, like, this is happening. So it's part of my process, my creative process yeah. on, on all things to um I love that. to stick my toe in as many puddles as I can.
0: Yeah.
2: I think with anything creative or otherwise, just not living. I, I try to not live with regrets. Right. So you, you keyed into something. You're like, will I regret having kids or will I regret not having kids? And only you can answer that question. You know what I mean? So, when it's a really big thing, I'll be like, well, I regret not having gone to that concert. And it's like, mm. no, you know. And so, when I hate to say it, but when all of our, our iconic rock stars are, are, you know, when they're passing on and it's like, I never got to see them live because I'm such a big music guy, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you, that's okay. I don't have a regret there, you know. Interesting. But if it would be a regrettable moment, and take so,
1: action fatherhood or did i miss that concert yeah it's or flip a coin same Welcome thing to my <laughs> i'm just playing tori i love you man you're the best <laughs> i i have i hope people that are listening to this realize that we are very very long time friends <laughs> and so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of history here that is at play and i have to, i have to say i love it this is my favorite kind of podcast to listen to he also
0: really to is like a king of pivoting jd yes And he's good at keeping us on point. And I think he's just like super talented.
2: So speaking of (laughs) pivoting, he does look a pivot. I'll do the call out. He does Uh, a co pivot. You're going back to your book, you that would have been a regrettable moment had you not fulfilled that itch. Scratch. Yeah,
0: yeah. We've talked about that in the past too. That was definitely an itch I needed to to scratch. And I and I found that. Oh, one of the other things that I was gonna say, and I've I feel like I've talked about this. I was interviewed and I, I'm sure I've talked about this at, at some point, but the biggest question I get from people uh, is, are you so proud? Are you so proud? Mm-hmm. And, and I, it always gives me pause because obviously like I have that recovering Catholic syndrome where mm-hmm. I know that pride is a sin and I feel like it's bad to be prideful. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't know that that's the right word of what I feel. I feel complete. I feel accomplished. I feel like this is something that got channeled out. And I feel like that, for lack of a better word, chapter is complete
2: when you saw it through,
0: and I saw it through, and I started, and I I was able to start and and finish something. Yeah. And yes, we did record an audiobook. And I'm sorry we didn't do it here.
1: Ah, I'm just kidding. You know that it wasn't. We've never recorded either. an audio book before. Wait, I did actually
0: try. It wasn't. It wasn't my choice. It but choice. but I did try and get Mod Pod in there. Oh well. Thank I never you. told That's, you that, oh, but
1: you know what I mean. We're we're here for for your next. Once this one has the bestsellers list, and the commission, however many more in the series. By are you, are you, like are you happy with it? Are you really happy with the way it turned out and you love it? Not to say are you proud of it. By the way, there's more than one kind of pride. There is yeah. a pride that stops you. You're such a proud person, I think, that it yes. stops you from behaving always kindly or so with cute. Intention. You're so handsome. Versus. He's got really great <laughs> hair right He, does. I he, really and does. Love he does. He really oh does. He looks great. God, he you guys great. are really trying good. to throw me off. I know what's going on here. <laughs> you, I am. I'm unshakable. Um, but I did love, I lose my train of thought now, didn't I? And yes, I did. So um, pride in an accomplishment or a child or like this studio that I built or this book Mm. that you wrote or this lifestyle clothing brand that you created sometimes is shaped, I think, in our hearts in the form of excitement, like happiness. Like we feel like you feel some sense of contentness. That is a, a form of pride. I mean, it's not pride. It's like you're. You know what you did. And I think in this right. time and age when we're all trying to fight doubt and fear and, yes. and shame and guilt, we should look at the opportunities to say, I did that. And I'm going to give myself credit for it. And thank you for, you know, the universe for letting it be part of my life. And now let's go do the next thing. You don't have to sit around clapping, <laughs> clapping for yourself forever. Yeah. But it is nice to say that you have enough self-love to acknowledge when you've accomplished something that is meaningful and not to self deprecate i am talking to myself right now because I am i'm trying like, to work this through is all great. these things this is great. like
2: why do i always do that why someone yeah. says
1: oh my god the studio looks so cool and then you gotta like, oh no it's
2: terrible yeah. i hate it yeah. <laughs> yeah i had somebody a long time ago whenever compliments would come around it would be that and right. they just said just say thank you yeah and say thanks it's a hard thing to do but yeah. pretty soon you just start to that becomes part of your vernacular and you're like you know what Thanks. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
1: humility's great. I think that's nice to have a, um, um, you know, a, 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 a solid self-awareness and sense of self, but, uh, but it, it has been, I think for me and a lot of people, a tough thing to, um, you know, take too much praise, you know, because it just mm-hmm. feels like probably just because I was have a lot of unresolved child trauma <laughs> that I didn't deal with. Oh, I see. Um, so, question uh, to engineering, Ms. Mariah, what were the hands up for? Because let's just break the fourth wall here. Forty-five minutes
2: in. Ah, oh, thank oh, okay. you. all
0: right
1: But she is saying is like you two have been rattling on forever. <laughs> the home audience has been like, "What is going on?" Oh, yeah, sorry. So we gotta give them some good takeaways. Listen, so folks, when does you gotta get this out? book. When does this book come out? That is what I want. That is what I want to know. Is this the
0: book? Is this the cover of the book? I no. But oh, okay. so we are showing it. <laughs> Well, yes now, it is now show, look now at oh the cover. That, actually tori way, shot that cover that's a
1: beautiful photo like tori i did was gonna that. say that thank he you. shot that cover thank you talk about creative process i news. mean, I mean yeah. what doesn't he do
0: i mean i can't I seriously
1: mean. like the guy is like i mean first you know anybody who doesn't know tori and i have bonded a lot over design over the years we both mm-hmm. are huge fans of architecture we both like a good remodel and, um, and you should just I see the quality of work he does. It's genius. We should try so to get good. some photos and put it up if it's not too personal. Just because people want to see
0: things. Yeah, it's on. Yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, if you go into my HGTV highlight, you can see the oh, Craftman at Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's super talented. You know, it's one of the things I love about him is that I, I know... I mean, I'll just give you a quick story. Um, (laughs) When we walked into our house that we have now in the valley, the fucking valley, um, I was just like, I did not see it. We walked in and he just looked, he's, we're going to knock this wall down and do this. And we'll take the roof, you know, we'll raise the ceilings and this will look like this. And I literally had tears in my eyes, just freaked out at like, okay, now I live in the valley. I'm so far away. I'm never going to see my friends. Like, I I don't know that I can do this. Um, I don't know how he thinks this is going to happen. But it's, it's sort of a, a metaphor for our relationship. You know, he really... And he made a beautiful home for, for us, you know, and he. And you have your sanctuary back there. We have our sanctuary. So it's amazing. Like he really is such an incredibly talented. He's that person that like, is, it's annoying how good he is at everything he does. To the point where you're just like yeah, I can, find can you be bad well. at something don't worry he is bad at some things and they're in our relationship and i'm not going to go into them but yeah but outside of that
1: but she'll link to the podcast where she talks about those problems <laughs> exactly. below so if you really want to <laughs> if you deep really want to know we've, we've
0: taught we've done podcasts <laughs> on this before um because i'm perfect of course i'm like the queen of communication i have no flaws at all um
1: true story just, just kidding
0: true story. um yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm not, I'm going to close the show cause it's already been a long time. Um, that being said, uh, I'm so grateful for both of you. Thank you so much JD for just being here and being Thank amazing. You. And
2: so the book is coming out when you never answered.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh,
2: it's a special date.
0: Everybody knows this cause you've been listening to me talk about it for the last couple of weeks, February 22nd, 2022 uh oh, available to now. Two, it's available two, yes at
1: two p.m. at your local bookstore.
0: Please go to your local bookstore at two twenty-two. If you're in M,
1: and then p.m. go then twice. Go pick twice. Pick the book twice.
0: Yeah, buy it two different times. Um, <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere, but I'm I'm a big fan of supporting the local bookstores, mm-hmm. and it actually does help on the author end. So support your female author. Oh
1: heck yeah. I'm gonna go. Which bookstore should I go to? Like, is books? Romans. Oh, I love Romans. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we were just hanging out in um, Old Town Pasadena. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, our our gals, gays, and days cast <laughs> going around doing research at a local cannabis store. If I'm being totally honest. Oh. Yes, true research though. We're trying to book somebody to come on and talk to us. It's our first segment called Taboo, where we talk oh, about things yes. that were once very off limits, that yeah. are now very mainstream, mm-hmm. like legalized mm-hmm. cannabis. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, and as we were over there, we were checking out. Um, Uh, What did you say about Pasadena? Romans. Romans, yes. The bookstore. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's expanded. They've got a coffee shop. And I mean, it's it's really nice. Yeah. They are
0: um, uh, an offshoot or related to book soup in Hollywood. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah.
1: But I love Book Soup in Hollywood. Yeah. Too. I used to love Borders. That was where I went when I was yes. uh, in college. I don't think they exist anymore. They don't exist.
0: Yeah. You know, they went defunct. They,
1: they went the way of Virgin Records and,
0: yes. and oh my Tower goodness. Records
1: and oh, Blockbuster. Oh, my God. Blockbuster.
0: Past. Do you remember? I mean, this is the thing that I feel sad about, like, the youth of today. You don't get to experience what it's like being excited and going to the the blockbuster Uh, I mean
1: the trip to the video store was the highlight of my week I mean the highlight yeah
0: me too as a child you know to be able to see and pretend like you're a very like cultured by turning the packaging around Mm -hmm. and reading what it's about when it's like you just wanted to see the pictures on yes. there, you know,
1: I've loved all of her work. Yes. And the original American.
0: Pie <laughs> yeah, or no, but it, does, but it does. You're so funny, but it does make a difference having that tactile experience. I think that we're missing now, but that's for another day. Anyway, I'm a big fan of books, actual books. I love to hold books and read books. So if you want to learn more of about yourself, I mean, really the book is, an invitation for you to mm-hmm. take your own journey and to do some self inquiry. So it mm-hmm. is a very much how to journey to your inner self. Uh, the book is called You Are Radically Loved.
1: You Are Radically Loved, Amazon 22222. 22 and Mod Pod Studio Live presents Gals, Gays and Days on YouTube and Twitch. And I'll be on 222. too. 2-22. I thought we were, our projects were coming out the same day, our creative processes. Oh. But mine actually is 2-2-22. Oh, okay. This is just next week. So this will have already come rampant. out. And then um, for your clothes your clothes
2: <laughs> how do i get your clothes it's mostly accessories oh but uh god. red monkey design gonna
0: <laughs> get edited out just
2: yeah just edit it out
0: what's wrong with that no i think you'll love that
2: Redmonkeydesigns.com.
1: No. designs.com there we fine. go leave it
0: no honey is there any wait how do i get your clothes oh my god Tori? you guys No, i have one <laughs> no, final no. i have a final question see we're losing it and i definitely am <laughs> tempted to just leave this in so everybody could see yes, what a this is, shit show mm-hmm. this actually really is people like it um <laughs> They're crazy. You guys both have to answer this question. Okay. How do you feel radically loved?
2: Mm. Mm. I'll let you go first. Oh, damn it.
1: Um, The truth is, you know, I love this question when we record your podcast because um, everyone's answers really are very, it's a, really, it's a way to get to know someone's heart, like how they answer this question. Mm-hmm. I am going to be super honest and I feel radically loved in the last this last very recent chapter of my life very recent like a week um by myself I love myself radically and I am I've turned over a leaf something has changed something has changed within me I think that's from wicked if you didn't know it was gay before you know now um so <laughs> that's how I feel radically loved I really do I'm loving myself like i I'm not in a I love myself. Look at me kind of way. But actually in a way that's letting me let go a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Like the more you love yourself, the less you try.
2: I, I've noticed. Tori, please take this wheel so I can stop talking.
0: Tori, how do you feel radically
2: loved? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can see, but I feel radically loved oh, by this little bean that, right here. Give this that sea. bitch some air time. She, <laughs> that's the true use of that word, she by has the way. She just kept me comfy. Oh, oh did you? She- This whole time we we kept each other relaxed over here. She's a lover. uh, Yeah.
1: That's Lucy for people listening. A tiny little four and a half pound scrappy little looking dog. She is half Chihuahua, half um, Terrier, half. um,
0: Shih Tzu.
2: (laughs) Half half a lot of things. You piss her off and she'll take your arm off in a heartbeat. So Look at her. Look at
0: her. Aw. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening and watching this epic video from the monpod studio uh i'm just i'm so grateful that you're here please don't forget to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcasts
1: we love you bye. i love you bye
0: thank you so much for listening to the radically loved podcast please remember to subscribe rate and review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on facebook at radically loved rosie on instagram at rosie acosta and twitter at rosie acosta By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.